Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're talking about food freedom. I use the words food freedom a lot in my website, in my copy, in my programs. And I recently realized that a lot of other people use that term food freedom as well. And some of those people are promoting diets and kind of programs that I definitely would not want to stand behind. Some things that I really would never recommend to you. So I got really curious about what food freedom means to you all. So I took a poll on Instagram stories and also in the No Nonsense Wellness community group to see what all of you guys thought food freedom meant and what it meant to you and how you interpreted those words. So today I'm going to share those insights and then what I think the three pillars of food freedom are, what food freedom means to me and the way that I use it. All right, it'll be interesting. Let's go. Welcome back to the No Nonsense Wellness Podcast, the place for women who are trying to do all the things and stay healthy, sane, and actually enjoy life in the process. Hey, I'm Tara, a trained therapist, a life coach, a nutrition coach, and a fitness instructor. And I'm on a mission to help you take back control of your mind, health, and life. Each week, I'll be cutting through the nonsense and getting real with you. I'll bring you the insight and information you need to take control of your weight and health, find food freedom, and finally break free from the thoughts that are sabotaging you and holding you back. You, my friend, are powerful, and the world needs you to start showing up in a bigger way. It's time to get unstuck and start moving forward. So let's pop in those earbuds, tie up those shoes, let's walk and talk. I loved all the feedback that I got when I asked you guys what food freedom meant to you. There was definitely a theme to the answers, but a couple of the answers really opened my eyes to some ideas that I was totally missing, like things that I had not even thought of. There is such a beauty in the idea that we all see things so differently and that we all have just such our own perspectives based on our own experiences. I love that we all have different ideas, but when we're talking about something like food freedom and I'm using that language, I want to make sure that we're all on the same page. So I'm going to talk about some of the different ideas that you guys said that food freedom meant to you, and then what I am meaning, the three pillars of food freedom that I'm talking about when I use those words. So here are some definitions that uh, you guys came up with that I found really interesting. The first one is one that I... It wasn't even on my radar. And that's the idea of food freedom being the ability to grow your own food and being self-sufficient in terms of food. And also the idea of not relying on um, factory farmed food or processed food. Honestly, this was not even on my radar, which is so weird because it totally makes sense. This definition, it really like opened my eyes to the idea that my perspective is very much from the Western culture in which I live. This abundance of food, right? There is always food available to me. But for a lot of people in the world, food freedom is not about uh, their relationship to food mentally. It's about literally their ability to get food, the ability to not have to rely on a grocery store or a government to provide food for you. 
being able to provide for yourself. In our Western culture, you might also see this as freedom from industrial food. So freedom from processed food, a return to whole foods, foods that came from the earth, foods that came from your garden, a local farm, etc. So this idea of food freedom I find really fascinating, and it is actually an important part of the things that we talk about on this podcast with each other and in the community group and in the programs. This idea of being self-sufficient in your food, being able to provide food if you had to, and the idea of eating locally and buying from local farms, that kind of thing. The second idea that, that a lot of you brought up was food freedom is the freedom to eat whatever you want and have no physical consequences. <laughs> I hadn't totally thought of this either. This was not something completely on my radar because, again, for me, this is a mindset problem, not a physical problem, right? It was brought up as I want to eat whatever I want and have no physical consequences. Well, for me, this is not about changing your physiology because you might not be able to. This is more about changing your mind. So, of course, every one of us wants to just eat pizza and ice cream all day and feel amazing and never gain a pound and have tons of energy and look super hot in a bikini. But like, can we just be honest? That's not real. That's not how your body works. That's not how life works. That's not how any of this works. So again, I sort of feel like this one is not about like, oh, don't get mad at your body because it's not doing what you want it to do. You just keep feeding it pizza and it just keeps putting on weight. What's wrong with you, body? Nope. Nothing wrong with your body. we got to fix the mindset that's going along with this. So instead of wishing for something that will literally never happen, I think it's more important to change our mind about the food. Let me give you an example from my own life. So I've been dairy-free for like 15 years because I'm lactose intolerant. And when I was first discovered that I was lactose intolerant, I was really mad about it. Like really mad. Like I would get super frustrated. Why can't I just be like everyone else? Why can't I just eat cheese? Like why can't I just do these things that everyone else does? Like my body rejects me when I eat dairy. It is very unhappy. So I went through that again um, about 10 years ago when I stopped eating gluten. Same situation. I was super pissed because why can't I just eat gluten? Why can't my body just be normal? Why can't it just work like everybody else's? I was really, really mad at my body because it wasn't doing what I thought was a normal thing to do. Digest gluten, digest dairy, right? I was not in a position where I could say, oh, I wish I could just eat whatever I want and there'd be no physical consequences. My reality is, was and still is, there are physical consequences for certain things that I eat. I had to change my mind about what I was eating and how it was affecting my body. The only way that I could move forward from that mentality was to change my mind. I had to train myself to understand what a privilege it was that I got to choose foods that were good for me, choose foods that kept my body from becoming sick. I had to completely like reframe the whole thing. Instead of being mad about what I can't do and I can't do and I can't do, I had to change that mindset to being excited about and thankful for and blessed to understand how to feed and nourish my body in the healthiest way. And that is how I deal with that. My husband still to this day is like, oh my gosh, I might die if I couldn't eat cheese. I don't miss it. It's not a thing for me. It's honestly not even a thought that I have anymore because early on, 
not early enough on, but earlier on, (laughs) I figured out that the only way to move on from this was to accept it. I can't eat dairy. Fine. End of story. Can I, let's move on with my life, right? I can't sit in this spot anymore of just being mad about the fact that I can't eat this and can't eat that. Let's just accept it and move on. So for me, again, this one is really a mindset problem, not a physical problem. The other idea that people brought up about what they thought was food freedom is the idea of not thinking about food so much. Now, this is an idea that I am definitely on board with. This is kind of where my mind goes to when I think about food freedom. Just the idea of no longer obsessing about food. It's not this constant thing that's weighing on you. Like, should I eat this? Should I eat that? Should I not eat this? Should I not eat that? What's it going to do? How many calories is it? How many macros is it? What's the count? Does this fit in my macro thing? Like, right? It's like all the thoughts we have about food. What the goal would then be in food freedom is just the idea that if you feel hungry, you eat food, you stop eating food when you're full, you don't think about food again until you feel hungry again, then you decide if you're going to eat again, (laughs) and then you like eat again, stop when you're full. You're only thinking about food when you're thinking about what do I want to eat? Okay, make that, eat that, now I'm done thinking about food. That's, to me, the ideal. That's how it should be. That's what we're working towards. Instead, most of us are constantly thinking about, I should have eaten that. I shouldn't have eaten that. Why did I eat that? Why am I eating this right now? Like We're all very much thinking about food all the time. What your ideal would be is like when you were a toddler. When you were a toddler, you got hungry, you ate, you were done. You didn't think about food again until you started eating a lot of sugar as a kid. And then you were thinking about sugar and what the snacks and treats that you wanted like all the time, right? So maybe sugar is something we should probably address. It is definitely something we should address for another day. So what we're talking about here is just food not taking up so much mental energy on a daily basis. That is, to me, one of the uh, ideas of food freedom for sure. The other thing that you guys talked about, um, this was kind of a common theme as well as the last one, is not feeling guilty when you eat, not eating the cookie and not feeling guilty about it. I'm totally on board with this idea too. Food should not have that kind of power over us. Food should not be able to elicit guilt or stress in us. We give food way too much power. We give it way too much of our energy. We give it way too much of our thought time. We put food in way too powerful of a position. We give food morality, good food, bad food. So this idea of not feeling guilty when we eat something, definitely one of the pillars, I think, of food freedom. So let's talk about then what those pillars of food freedom are. So again, this is just according to Tara. (laughs) There is no definition. There's no accepted definition of food freedom. Uh, Lots of people use this term. Lots of people in the kind of diet industry use this term. And again, I'm going to tell you that a lot of people will use this term. I want to help you get food freedom. And then they will prescribe you this very regimented and restrictive diet. Those two things are 100% contradictory in my world. Food freedom is not following a prescriptive diet, period. That is not food freedom. Any diet out there that is restricting how much you eat or what you eat and not leaving it up to your own choice that you want to add this in or not add this in, that is not food freedom. Now, I get a lot of pushback on this, especially because 
Those who teach you how to count macros are going to say, yeah, you totally have food freedom, of course, because you can eat whatever you want as long as it fits in your macros. My point of contention is fitting in your macros, quote unquote, is a artificial parameter that you are putting on the food that you eat. What I teach is how to live your life so that you don't need artificial parameters to understand your body, to understand how it works, to understand your relationship with food, to go uh, dig in a lot deeper on all of this. Food freedom, to me, is not needing those artificial parameters. Does that make sense? Okay, let me just step down from my soapbox here for a second. Again, if you love counting macros, if you love Whole30, whatever, more power to you. If you want to do those things, awesome. I'm not going to stop you from doing them if that's what you enjoy. But the key is, (laughs) do you enjoy it? Do you feel like it offers you food freedom? That's the important question to be asking yourself. Okay, back to where I was going with this whole thing. The three pillars of food freedom according to the world of Tara. Okay, the first one is eating without guilt. So removing that morality from food. There is no such thing as good food, bad food. We don't have any more food rules. We don't do any more strict diets. There is no more uh, all or nothing thinking. Like if I mess up, everything's done. I completely have to start over. I'm not on board with that. You are able to, when you're eating without guilt, when you have achieved this kind of idea of food freedom, you are able to indulge in things that you want intentionally and pass on things intentionally. Let me give you an example of what that sounds like. So when you have food freedom, you can say yes to date night and you can drink that wine and you can eat that rich, delicious food and you don't have one ounce of guilt about eating that amazing meal at that fancy restaurant that you got to go to with your spouse or whomever. You can say yes to the birthday cake without feeling guilty and without feeling bad and and not worrying about if it fits in your diet or whatever. Conversely, you are also able to say no to things. I'm saying no to that donut in the in the break room. I'm saying no to those cookies in the pantry, not because I feel like I have to or because I feel like I should, but because I genuinely don't want it. I genuinely am making the conscious choice to say, you know what? I don't really want to eat that. It's not fitting in with what I'm trying to do right now, and I don't need it. That, to me, is food freedom. I really want that to sink in for you for a second. The ability to choose to indulge or the ability to choose to pass on something, not because either one of those things are what you feel like you should be doing or have to be doing or how to fit it into a diet, but because that's genuinely what you want. It's genuinely what makes you mentally and physically feel good. Does that make sense? It's a way different way to look at this. And so I really, I know sometimes it's hard to wrap your head around like, Tara, is that even possible? Yes, of course it's possible. The other aspect of this is living in a positive and judgment-free relationship with food. You don't need some arbitrary standard of what quote-unquote perfect eating is. You are not a good or bad person because of what you ate. Again, Food does not have morality, and your morality is not based on food. You can eat what you want, don't eat what you want, and it does not make you a good or bad person. It's just a choice that you made. Let me give you an example from my kids. For my kids growing up, one thing that really always bothered me is when I would hear parents say, like, you're naughty, you're a bad kid, 
And I always really wanted to make sure that my kids understood that they are absolutely good. They are absolutely good kids. Maybe they just made a really bad choice. I separate the morality of who they are from the choice that they made. And I do that consciously and purposely, and I've done it their whole life. And the reason I do that is because I want them to grow up into adults who can do that as well. Yes, I am a good person. I love myself. I love other people. I made a crappy choice. I can separate that choice from who I am as a person. Does that make sense? I can separate the idea that, oh my gosh, I totally just binge ate, stress ate a whole bag of cookies in the pantry. I did it again. I can separate that action from who I see myself as. Does that make sense? That is food freedom. Being able to separate those two. That does not come easily. That comes with a lot of work and a lot of help, coaching, training. (laughs) There's a lot of tools and skills that kind of can help you move in that direction. And those are all the things that I like to focus on. But it's absolutely possible. So I want to just put it out there for you to think about, like, what would it feel like to actually have that, to actually achieve that, to actually go eat that cookie and still love yourself? (laughs) Amazing, right? Okay, so the second pillar of Tara's definition of food freedom is mindful eating. So mindful eating is this idea of, again, making conscious choices about food. So I'm not restricting food. I'm not binging food. Again, there's no things that are off limits. There's just things that I choose and not choose. I am cultivating self-trust around food. I am learning the ability to trust myself around food. Now, a lot of us are in a position where we don't trust ourselves around food. We feel like if I put that piece of cake on my plate, then I will have more, and then I'll have more, and then I'll have more. We don't trust that we can stop. We don't trust our choices of food. Oh, is this is this what I'm supposed to be eating? What am I supposed to be eating? Oh my gosh, did I just ruin my diet? Did I just break this thing? Like, we don't trust that we can stop. We don't trust that what we're doing is right. And so to me, this mindful eating idea within food freedom is being able to cultivate that self-trust around food, creating healthy, conscious choices and habits about food, being able to honor your hunger and your fullness. You don't have to track and count stuff or have, like I said, these artificial boundaries or parameters around food. If you can learn how to listen to and tune into your body and what it needs and what it's asking for and having an understanding of that, then you can mindfully make conscious choices about what you're giving it. Does that make sense? Like, I don't need to tell you. And if when you join my programs, that's one of the things I get asked a lot. And, I, and it's a no for me every time. Do I get meal plans? Do I get this kind of plan, that kind of plan? No. I am not going to tell you what to eat every day. In fact, you are going to tell you what to eat every day. That is literally the point. If I tell you, if I give you a meal plan, if I tell you, eat this for breakfast, eat this for lunch, eat this for dinner, here's your recipe. What have you learned? You haven't learned to listen to your body. You've only learned to stick to this plan that I gave you. Well, what happens when the plan is over? Mindful eating and food freedom is teaching you how to create your own plan, how to listen to your own body, how to make your own conscious choices based on what your body needs, based on your emotional state, your physical state, and how to decipher the difference between those two. Like these are skills that hardly any of us have, but we all need to learn. So again, food freedom to me is the goal, not sticking to this plan, not sticking to these numbers, 
but understanding my own body and what it needs and how to give it what it needs. And then slowly over time, making these choices that are leading to me, leading me to my health goals, my weight loss goals, whatever it is that you're working on. The third uh, area of my definition of food freedom is the area of dietary and metabolic flexibility. And this is kind of an area I think it's overlooked a lot. A lot of times when, when we're talking about food freedom, we're talking about the idea of what's happening in your brain. And this is has a lot to do with what's happening in your body. Also your brain, but a lot more with your body as well. So this is, an uh, again, an element of food freedom I think it's overlooked a lot. It's the idea that you can eat food that is enjoyable and satisfying. The idea that you can eat things that you like. There's room for all types of food in your life. And in moderation, you can have really whatever. And food freedom then would sort of be this idea that moderation actually feels good. Moderation feels right. You don't ever feel restricted. Because when we feel restricted, then we move to binge behavior. And again, that's where a lot of us have been for a really long time. It's not healthy for us mentally and not healthy for us physically. So the idea of dietary and metabolic flexibility is, again, not that you can just eat. Like, I can't just because, oh, I want to eat things that make me feel good. Let's eat some cheese. Nope, I cannot do that. (laughs) Like, I physically cannot eat the cheese. So part of it is overcoming those ideas like I was talking about before. But then the other part of it is... You can train your body to function more properly. That can happen, and that is, to me, an element of food freedom. If your body is functioning properly, it can handle all types of food, and it won't affect your weight negatively, and it won't affect your health negatively. Let me give you an example. If, in general, I'm eating food that I enjoy, it's satisfying to me, but it's also providing me health, it's what my body needs, I'm getting good nutrients, and I'm getting good um, protein and carbohydrates and fats and all the micronutrients that I need, right? I'm, I can add in, I can eat the cake. That doesn't, it's not going to affect me at all. My body can process it. It's no big deal. Totally fine. You know, I can go out to the fancy dinner and eat all the rich food and drink all the wine and it's not going to affect me. I might feel not super great the next day, but in the long run, my body can handle it and it's totally fine. So food freedom is also getting your body to a point where it's functioning well so that when you do choose to indulge in things, you can do that. And there is just like literally no effect on how your body is functioning. Your body is always able to come back to that balance and moderation point. This idea of diet and metabolic flexibility is eating generally in a way that serves your body so that when you intentionally choose the donut or the cake or the rich dinner, your body handles it and it's no big deal. And so that comes from really understanding your body and how it works and why it's not working the way maybe it should be. So you've probably noticed that all of these things are things that we talk about on this program. This is like the focus, really, right, of what we always talk about, this mind and body connection. Like, that's my jam. That's where I'm at. And so food freedom is the same for me. It's this mind-body connection, getting them both working optimally. And again, I feel like I need to reiterate, there is no real diet program. Like, when I say diet, I mean like that prescribed program, like eat this, not that, eat this much of this and this much of that. Um, those kind of diets are not really geared toward helping you achieve those three pillars that we just talked about. That's not their point, 
right? Their diets are generally good at getting you the result that they say you're going to get, right? Lose 10 pounds in 90 days following this exact meal plan. It probably works. You probably will lose that weight in 90 days. But you have not achieved this idea of food freedom because of that. Does that make sense? Food freedom is a process. It is a commitment. It doesn't mean it has to take a super long time. But let's be honest, if it took you 20 plus years to develop all these unhelpful ideas about food and these unhelpful habit patterns and thought patterns and behavior patterns about food, it's going to take you a while to undo them. Like we have to be willing to go through the process. And that's a process that kind of evolves over time. And that process needs to involve your mind, understanding your mind, understanding your thoughts, understanding your relationship with food, the history of your dieting understanding your body, how it works, how food's affecting it, how your mind and body work together. Like you got to look at the total package. You got to look at the relationships in your life and how they're affecting your health. You got to look at the stress levels in your life and how that's affecting your health, your water, your sleep, like all the things. You can't just piecemeal this. And like we talked about in the last episode, expect that if, oh, I'm just only changing the food I'm eating and then everything else will change too. That's not how this works. So food freedom is just this idea, again, to recap, according to the world of Tara, the three pillars of food freedom are eating without guilt, mindful eating, and dietary and metabolic flexibility. If that sounds good to you, keep on listening, because that's what we talk about here. Hop in the hop in the group. I want to be able to help you move in this direction. That's literally like what I'm here for. Um, I really want you to achieve this idea of food freedom and do it in a way that's lasting, that fits in your life, that works for you, that you can do forever. So if any of that sounds good to you, um, scroll through the show notes. You can check out the Healthy Mind, Healthy Body program, hop in the community group and be a part of that, or just DM me and reach out to me and ask me some questions. Okay, my friend, until we talk again, be well. value in today's episode, will you do me a favor and head over to iTunes, find the No Nonsense Wellness Podcast, and subscribe and leave me a review. It would mean the world to me, and it helps other people find the show. And I'd love to connect with you more, so find me on Instagram. I'm at Tara Fallman, T-A-R-A-F-A-U-L-M-A-N-N. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it in your stories and tag me. I'll see you over there.